For me, it's all about community. I would travel anywhere if the community is good. Welcome to the New Nomad Podcast, hosted by Alan and Andrew of Insured Nomads. Join us as Alan and Andrew interview and explore the community of people and ideas that embody the nomadic spirit. Tune in to incredible discussions with thought leaders each week that will help you take full advantage of the cross-border remote work lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to the New Nomad Podcast. We have a really interesting guest today, Gankala Hall, will be joining us. Somebody who's been very active in the Future of Work conferences, remote Portugal, remote Europe, and, and has his own podcast. And, and is somebody who will bring a great perspective on that remote worker, location-independent lifestyle, and, and certainly will, once again, tell us a bit about Portugal. Because, it, it, Andrew, we've had a lot of conversations with guests on this podcast and Portugal seems to be an extremely popular place. And I think he might be a big reason for that. Yes. You know, as, as we look at all that's happening and, you know, lockdowns are being lifted. People are planning to go to the Lisbon Marathon, on, I guess it's October 17th, coming up really soon. People are looking at the conferences. They're looking at reasons to travel. What do you think of that, Alan, as different events are getting back on the calendar? Yeah, it's it's interesting to me because we're working with an event now that is a marathon. And a few years back that obviously they had an issue with the marathon when it was very, very hot. And, the, and a lot of people were involved in the marathon, got sick, went to the hospital, but they were from overseas and they hadn't had any healthcare coverage. Uh, there was no geopositioning, know where people were. And, and certainly this was pre-COVID. So there was no interest in obviously COVID protocols, which now are very important. But I also, Andrew, go back to something like the Boston Marathon, where there was that explosion. Think about if you had been from outside of the home country and this had happened and people wanted to find out where you were, you wanted to get some assistance, et cetera. I still think, you know, the learnings of making sure before you go to an event, when you're crossing borders, that you know the COVID protocols, you know you have good health care in place, you have maybe an evacuation plan and a case of emergency plan. Etc. Maybe too much detail there, but right, Andrew, keeping yourself safe, you can never have too much detail. Right. People are ready. They're going. They are buying their tickets. They are planning their events. They're planning their season abroad now. So there's some new places that are coming on the horizon that I think we'll hear about today as well. You know, folks are familiar. They've heard about Madeira in Portugal because the government of, of Portugal brought on Gonzalo Hall to lead what was called Digital Nomad Madeira. And I believe there's another one that the government partnered with him and others to say, let's put it on the map. And there may be another one outside Portugal. So let's bring Gonzalo in today and hear what's happening. Welcome to the podcast. That's quite a lead in there, right? It, it almost, I mean, where do you go with that? Tell us what you're up to and welcome to the, the podcast. Hello, 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 Andrea and Helen. It's a big pleasure to be here with you guys. I'm always laughing hearing you. So it's just a huge pleasure and just having fun here speaking with you guys. Well, yeah, Madrid is on the map. Finally, they deserved it. The, that island is insanely beautiful. They have tourism for a long time. But somehow nomads never found out about it before, just very few, because there is no structure, there is no community. And that's what we do. We build communities in cool places. So I'm very lucky to have been hired by the government in Madeira and by the community there. And we chose a village. So we actually launched also this as the Digital Nomad Village, because I have a very strong belief that we should uh, repopulate villages. And why not start with Digital Nomad? If we can start 
anywhere. Why not starting with these guys, early adopters, crazy people like myself yeah. uh, that would like to go there, try it out. They want to make it better. They want a community. And that's what happened in Madara. And it's probably the project I am most proud so far in my life because the I just I was just reading a message before this podcast of a couple thanking me because they just started their digital nomad journey and they chose Madara and they are absolutely stunned with the Madara community and specifically Ponto do Sol community. So those are the messages that I'm not waiting for, but they can make me smile and see that this was important in a lot of levels, not just for the locals, but also for digital nomads that are starting right now. And there are a lot of them. There are millions of them that are just starting now. And this project was very important to them and was very important also to teach them how to be how to be a true digital nomad, care about social impact, care about the locals. This was very important also on my side to be able to share this with them. Isn't it a lot of it's a quality of life issue too. If I'm a digital nomad, I want to go somewhere that I feel welcome, that has great food. That kind of goes without saying. Wonderful social life, really good Wi-Fi. I know sometimes we overlook that. That's out there too. If you could go into some of the specifics that when you look and support the community, what really attracts somebody? I know I hit a couple there, but is there something more than just meets the eye, so to speak? For me, the key thing is community. I know I'll be repeating this every single time, but for me, it's all about community. I would travel anywhere if the community is good. I don't even care what else there is to do. If they told me there is a great community in Iceland, I'm going to Iceland next. I want to meet that community. I don't care. Uh, so that's a big one for me. Then, of course, the activities that you can do, the more activities you have in a place, the longer you can stay without get bored. So, yeah, my dad have all that. And then the people, the sweet spots and nomads failed, in my opinion, until now on this is to integrate the local community, the expats and the digital nomads under the same roof or under the same project. It's something that we really want to do long term in Madara. I chose not to do it on the start because of COVID. There was some cases in Madara and this was a personal choice. I, I involved the locals, but very not as much as I want to involve now that we extended for three years. I want to do hackathons. I want to do a lot of things that I haven't done yet uh, because I didn't want to mix too much. Uh, but now in the future, that's what we are going. We are going to the full involvement of the whole community. So it will stop being only about digital nomads. It will be about Madara. From digital nomadism, from the big success that we had, can we turn this destination a huge hotspot for people? They don't care if they are nomads. If they work remotely, if they have something interesting to do, come to Madara. Even if you want to do something physical, I don't care, come to Madara. That's, that's where we want to go. So I think... On the other hand, by doing this, it also attracts more digital nomads. So it's a whole snowball that we are starting. One thing that I heard you say one time when we were talking is that when you look at a place and you've been living this remote work lifestyle for quite some time, you have different things that you look for because we're not cookie cutter people. So I know one of the things you look for, do they play volleyball? Is there a group, you know, or something like that? You know, I think there are a few other things that you look for. I know Alan, he would be looking for, you know, the closest tennis court if you were going to spend three months somewhere and where are you with in guiding people to say, okay, Mauritius is on my mind or Bali is on my mind or another place. You may have something, another place that we, where you want to suggest people to put on their calendar for six months from now. You know, what would you be your guidance to someone who's saying, you know, I've, I haven't done this before, but I don't know if that place is right for me. I would go, well, I can tell my personal list. My personal list starts with volleyball. Is there volleyball or beach volleyball? I love to play beach volleyball. So I also love the ocean. It's something that makes me really happy. I grew up in Lisbon near the ocean, swimming mostly the whole year round. So ocean is very important to me. 
definitely beach volleyball very important to me and crossfit actually i always check if there is a crossfit gym nearby those are my top three and community so the first thing i do actually is i imagine i want to go to sri lanka the first thing i check everywhere digital nomad sri lanka is this on the map is there anything on google is there a facebook group to it and facebook groups are probably the only reason why people still go to facebook at least <laughs> my people and then i check if there is something there even if it's small it's already a green light there is already good internet there is already co-working space oh i also look to co-working spaces all the time i love co-working spaces i hate to work from home so i always work from these typical co-working spaces with a lot of people meet locals etc then in terms it really depends so my advice is check check yourself what you really like to do what would be your perfect life what would you like to do every day for example now i'm in caparica and i'm learning how to surf i'm not good at it at all but because i'm here there is good waves the whole year round i can go and try surf every day also, I'm in the hotel and my hotel has a golf course. So I'm taking this opportunity to both learn surf and playing golf. And this is something I'm trying to connect more and more is going to places that are world, world recognized in something. For example, Caprica is surf. Madeira was scuba diving, for example, and the whole hiking, hiking is insanely well. Cape Verde, my next destination, is a lot about kitesurf. So I really want to stay there four months, five months and learn to kitesurf. Kitesurf every day if I can and go leave the island being a pro kite surfer. Why not? Hold on. You just said something, you know, people hear Punches of Sol and Madeira and they hear these things and they some would assume you just said another city in Portugal. Can you expound on that a little? So, well, Caprique is in Portugal, but I think you are speaking about Cabo Verde and it's not super it's not known yet or at least not too public just inside our little community and now also in this big community that you have here but my next project will be in Cabo Verde and Cabo Verde is an archipelago of islands in the Africa coast uh, I think it's in the Gal coast if I'm if I'm correct and uh, just south of the Canary Islands and the place is stunning is those place of white sand beach green ocean you look like the pictures are photoshopped they are not it's really like that and they were on my map for a while, actually for four years, uh, but the internet was never good enough. Um, I spoke with them three years ago at Web Summit in Lisbon. And I said, well, this is amazing. I love your place. How is the internet? Oh, it's great, 20, 30 megabytes. No, that doesn't work. Uh, so when are you going to have proper internet? Well, our internet is good, but we are now building a cable that connects Brazil uh, to Lisbon, to, to Sinus in Portugal, a subaquatic cable that will bring 3G, 3G, 3 gigabytes of internet and 5G to the islands. And then it got interesting. So July was the month where this cable was activated. And now Cape Verde is my next destination. I am working with the government to build a really cool destination starting in São Vicente Island, an island that is known by being the home of big artists like Cesaria Evora, but also the home of the culture in Cabo Verde. So you can expect white sand beach, kitesurf, of course, but also the best culture in Cabo Verde, which is a mix from Europe, from Africa, from Brazil. It is a really cool mix of culture. So it's a small city, 45,000 people more or less, 
Uh, so we are staying in the part of the city who will have free co-working space like in Madara. But most important of all, we will have a huge community. I have more than 100 people that told me already that they are going. Starting in October 1st, I think we'll see a big migration from Europe to Cabo Verde. And in my opinion, it's the first to be the first really interesting and big project happening in Africa. Not the only one, of course. There is a lot of some small things, uh, very interesting things happening in Africa. But the first big scale project that was meant to be huge. So exactly first of October, you can buy you can buy your trip. There is direct flights to the US. There is direct flights to Canada, to Europe, and to Africa. So it's very well positioned, and they have a lot of immigrants everywhere. So it's quite cool that for like in, in Madrid that doesn't happen. So just the ability to fly directly from Boston or from Toronto is huge for us. You sold me. I, I think I'll be taking a trip. But you also there's something else that you mentioned that I think people need to notice is. You'll go there for four to five months and the government, I'm sure, makes it easier for you to stay four to five months where some other locations, you know, there, there are arbitrary time deadlines that the paperwork changes, et cetera. Could you mention to our nomad listening audience here how government is making a big difference? And obviously you working together, the government, but also the government's working together with you to make this easy for somebody to, to stay there for an extended period of time. Yes, they have a remote work visa, but it's not great yet, but it's a great first step. One of my first tasks as soon as I go there, actually I'm going there very, very soon in one week or two weeks. Uh, one of my first tasks is to sh- double check that remote work visa and try to improve it, try to make it even easier. And there is several strategies we can use, for example, how to handle it. It will be like in Bali where you pay someone to do it for you and you just deliver the documents and it's just easy. or will be a process like in Portugal where you have to go and it's long. I want to be as fast and as agile as possible. So one of the things governments should do is get a remote work visa so people can work legally legally from your country. Uh, we are doing this for a while, mostly illegally. Uh, Bali, we work illegally. Thailand, there are several issues with the government where the police raid co-working spaces in Chiang Mai and arrest everyone. A friend of mine spent a night in prison because of that. And we want to make sure that doesn't happen. So yeah, of course, the government is welcoming, but it's very nice to know that you are working legally. Another thing for me is like, I said remote work visa. I haven't said digital nomad visa and it was on purpose. I disagree that digital nomad visas are very needed. I think we should focus on remote work visas. Digital nomads usually stay two months, three months, and we should focus if you want people to stay longer then is when the visa is really interesting. Then is when the visa makes a difference. So we want to make this one is uh, six months plus six months. And we are simplifying the whole process to make it like a snap decision. You can do it in 15 minutes or you can just hire someone to do it for you. You send the documents and it's done. Everything is in process. You can still enter there with a tourist visa and stay for two months, for at least two or three months. So most of digital nomads will not need a remote work visa. As some that want to stay longer, four months, six, five months, then I think it will be cool to do the remote work visa because that place is insanely beautiful and it will make your life much easier so you don't have to go to immigration and everything else in between. And other things that the governments can do, co-working spaces, please, co-working spaces everywhere. Um, There was a time, I'm not sure if that happened everywhere. Portugal has hundreds of libraries, public libraries, and they are amazing, but nobody goes there. And so many of those can be adapted to be co-working spaces. We can leave the books there, but instead of the silence, just let people speak and embrace the fact that now the world changed and this is now a co-working space. 
And different things that the government could do is just make it easy to everyone. Uh, build a website. Uh, for example, digit, if you go to Digital Nomads Madeira, like there is a website for it. If you go to Digital Nomads Caparica, there is a website for it. On the website, you have where to go, where to sleep, how to enter the country if you need a visa. So just make it easy to everyone to get all the information they need. What are the expectations? What is the cost of life? This is super important for Digital Nomads looking for a place. So when I go to Google and try to find Digital Nomad Sri Lanka, having a website with all the information makes my life so much easier. Another thing is having a local contact point. We have thousands of people working for tourism boards and most of them are not doing anything. So why not have a contact person from the tourism board to answer all the questions from Digital Nomads? I always build an online community everywhere I go, on Slack, on Discord, wherever it is. Why not have a person there, just a local person, just to answer all the questions? Because even if you hire me, I'm not from Cape Verde. I have no idea what's happening there. Besides, it's crazy beautiful that the culture is amazing. If you ask me, where is the supermarket? Where is the best supermarket with local prices? I have no clue, but someone local knows. And this is very important, having the local knowledge. Another thing we did in Madara that was super successful. And then internet, where are the coworking spaces? Which phone provider? If I want to get a phone car, which phone provider should I choose and why? Well, how much will it cost me? Where should I buy it? Should I buy it in the airport or should I buy it in the local store? There is a lot of information that should be centralized if you want to attract digital novels or remote workers. And if you can make our life easier, uh, thank you. <laughs> so quick question on, on an issue of also housing. When you're going somewhere for three, four, five months, how difficult do you, you know, to the uninitiated to get housing for a extended period of time like that? And are there some mechanisms that you would suggest to them to, to find housing? Because that's something that comes up a lot. They're like, yeah, I want to go there, but I can't afford a hotel for three or four months. How do you go around that and, and any advice you might give people? I start with the same place uh, with Facebook groups if there is one. So Digital Nomads X and I go there and I check if there is something related to house, how much should I pay? This is how I started. So when I went to Bali, I had no idea where to get a room or an apartment, how much would it cost? I checked Airbnb. To be honest, it was not great, super expensive most of the places. It said good internet. I arrived there. I did my first reservation through Airbnb. They had three uh, modems but they were all bad and so i couldn't work from home and now i spent more money because i had three modems and i couldn't work from there uh, this happens over and over and over again so my first advice is go to the community if there is a local community go there ask them probably someone is leaving the apartment that they love or someone knows someone or there is a room somewhere that they know about and they can share this information with you and there is also the, all the local businesses usually in these groups that are trying to answer you and give you hey come to this co-living come to this place come to that place if i'm in Europe. Now I also check flatayo.com. Uh, it's something that is popping up more and more. It was, they were our partners in Madeira because they are more focusing on midterm. So their prices are already adjusted to midterm and they have internet. So they make sure that there is internet in the apartments. So it mitigates a little bit the risk of having bad internet. It's something they're focusing on. And third but not least, I see more and more hotels offering really good deals. Uh, so if it's low season somewhere, I'll also look for some hotels that may be offering some really cool deals. We had Madara, we had Savoy. Here in Caparica, we have all the Capuchos. And I see more and more four or five star hotels offering really nice deals for the whole month. So for me now, for the first time living in a hotel, it's actually quite cool. I have free breakfast. Someone comes to clean every day. I have several spaces where I can work from. And I think more hotels 
will go through this um, through this process of adjusting to remote workers. So I also would check normal uh, local hotels, see the see the reviews about the internet, and if it's good, ask for a, a month uh, a good monthly price. If they offer me a good monthly price. Depends of locations, but around Europe is 1.6 thousand euros. Uh, depends, of course, locations, etc. But I would also check the hotels nowadays because I see them adjusting and doing a really good job doing it. And Selena, if there is a Selena in town, there's a high chance that I'll go there as well. Well, you've obviously you've traveled, you've seen the world, you've you also got great feedback from many people uh, in this location independent lifestyle area. We ask uh, our guests. Could they name an overlooked person, place, or experience that you would suggest our listeners discover? Now, you've already helped us a lot because you put a couple things on the map here. So I'm, I'm going to ask you if you could stay away from the ones you've already suggested today because you've actually given us a good shopping list. Is there another overlooked person, place, or experience that, that, that people should be discovering right now that would help them? Besides, of course, Cape Verde and Madeira, because Madeira, I think, was discovered, but Cape Verde will be next. Nobody actually knows what is Cape Verde. I think the next one will be Azores. I think Azores has a huge potential. They are somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic between Lisbon and New York, and they are volcanic islands. And for example, you, you have heated pools the whole year round, volcanic heated pools in the middle of the nature, super green, really nice food. And they are somewhere like three, four hours from New York or even less uh, because it's really in the middle of the Atlantic. I see them with their location, with a good internet and with some pop-up co-living spaces that are are happening, borderless retreat going there and other people going there, I see it exploding. And it's not on the map at all for most nomads. Uh, so I think uh, Azores will be one of the next hits here in uh, in the mostly in Europe, but also around the world in the nomad community. Okay, that is on my list. I want to go there. I, I used to live near some vo- volcanoes in Northern California and would go on walks out there just because it was incredible to hike amongst them. And I learned so much about volcanic activity. It fascinates me. Okay. Our time has come. Folks have heard some great places. We're going to have links to remote Europe and different things you're involved with in the show notes. But if somebody wanted to contact you or follow you, where would they go? You know, what's what's the best place to figure out what you're up to next? 100% LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my second house where I share the most uh, my opinions that are not always popular. And I love it. I love when my opinions are not popular. But LinkedIn is where I do most of my work, most of my writing, most of my thinking. And even if I'm not right and I write something is not right, is where people come and discuss with me if I'm right or not. So it's the best place to follow me and see what's what's happening in the world. Every, everything will be always on LinkedIn. Sweet. We'll have that link and show notes. One other question is, wonderful job with the Future of Work conferences. Is there one scheduled coming up and and really enjoy the the dialogue that you have there? Could you comment quickly about folks that that want to learn more through through that mechanism? Thank you so much. Yes. Um, So the Future of Work conferences are more localized online conferences for now. Although we were speaking about conferences beforehand, I was like, I should really do something physical one of these days. But for this year, at least 2021, they will all be online conferences. And the next one, I'm very proud of because it was a dream and I thought we would never pull it off. It's been super hard so 
far, but it's the Future of Work Africa happening on the 19th of August. So africa.futureofwork.co. Uh, we are just launching it this week and it will be it will be insane. It, just little bringing some of the smartest people in Africa, think about Africa in the future, some remote workers, some people like Google doing an amazing work there for the past years, trying to educate the population. So basically seeing how Africa can develop. I strongly believe that remote work will unlock the African knowledge to the world and that Africa will be the heat of the next 25 years. So basically, how can we empower them? How can we empower everybody in Africa to be huge and to do something amazing with this tool that is remote work, basically? So that's what we're up to on the 19th. And we have Future of Work Portugal and hopefully still this year, some conference around about Europe because I also have remote Europe and I would like to connect both. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us today. I learned a lot. Andrew, let's uh, let's bring you back in the conversation. We always like to wrap up with what we learned today. I'll let you go first. Well, I know that Cabo Verde has been one of those places that I want to experience. But now that I hear that high-speed internet is coming, you know, it's it's definitely higher on my list. I've spent many years in and out of different countries in Africa and we're we're expanding across the continent and you know whether it's through our you know partnerships in Rwanda, South Africa, different places, you know, I'm I'm encouraged that the spotlight is going to be put on Cabo Verde. So that is really cool. Every time we talk to Gonzalo, I learn different places. And I'll be honest with you, I'm trying to get to 100 countries and I'm at 75 right now. And he's, he's added a few more to the list. But the uh, Azores was an interesting call out because I've, I've heard different folks that have actually traveled there. It's, I know it's it's from some locations. It seems quite a trip, but it really is not. And it's been wonderful when people get there. So every time we chat with him, Unfortunately, he gives me another place on the list to go. I got to catch up on these. And, and hopefully when the pandemic is over, we can travel quite frequently, can spend some time at these locations. So I, I really uh, appreciate his conversations today. So just want to remind our audience, the new Nomad is not just a podcast. It's a community of people, ideas and spirit, helping you take advantage of that location independent lifestyle. We hope you travel well, travel informed, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to the New Nomad Podcast, where we bring together an incredible community of people and ideas that embody the nomadic spirit. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review. For more amazing tips to help you take advantage of the cross-border lifestyle, please visit us at insurednomads.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.